Hello and welcome back to the our podcast. This week we're doing the um, having a yak. We are yakking today. We are. It's been a long time since we had a yak. Too long. I think the last yak that we had was before I went to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we're talking two and a half months ago. Probably. Something like that. Way too so. long. We have uh, been very delinquent. Yes, we have. We've been working on other projects and I was away for a weekend on a hike and just so much other stuff going on. And also there's a lot that goes into producing one of these podcasts. It's not like a normal video. It takes a lot longer to film, to, to prep, film, edit, and release. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's a huge project and I kind of dread it each time. So it's a lot harder for you because you do all the work. <laughs> and all I do is just sit down here. You're just a pretty face. I'm just, yeah. And I just uh, share my brain. You just yak. I just yak, which is the best job in the world to sit down <laughs> here and, and just talk and not have to do any of the work. It's like mm. it's like eating all the food and not having to do any of the dishes. I guess. And you have to do all the, the hard stuff. So I realize how tough it is. But I, I have to say, of all the things we do together as a father and son on these little projects this is my favorite thing yeah the end result's pretty cool i I like it so if you're new to having a yak and you don't know what the hell we're talking about (laughs) uh this is our bi-weekly podcast well supposed to be bi-weekly podcast where (laughs) you guys ask us questions in the comments they could be sports related they could be uh travel related life related relationship related any question that you want to ask us um with i mean not any question but be respectful, obviously. Well, sure. Uh, we'll, we'll have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And, and when we do the answers or have the conversation, we could wander anywhere. Yeah, we've gotten off track <clears throat> quite frequently. That's the fun so. time. <laughs> um, so these, the questions that I'm going to ask you in this specific Havaniac are mm-hmm. from basically two, two, two months or two and a half months ago. Right. Uh, so uh, a lot of these questions I read when they came in and forgot about. And it's going to be fun to go through them again mm-hmm. as if they're new because I haven't looked at this in a while. So. And I've never seen them, so. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're never given the knowledge prior to recording of what <laughs> the questions are going to be. So you're always on the spot. I have roughly 20 questions here. All right. I'm not exactly how sure, how, how long, I'm not exactly sure how long it's going to take us to get through. These could be 40 minutes, could be an hour and 20 minutes. Just depends. depends. It's really up to us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question is a very easy one. And uh, I was actually asked three times. Oh. How tall are you guys? Uh, interesting. That's never been asked before. No, yeah, so no. Take it away. I'm uh, just under six feet. I'm a little bit more than 5'11", but not quite six feet. So I'm, I'm fi- I call myself 5'11". I'm probably just under 5'10". On a good day, if I stand up real straight, <laughs> probably 5'10", but uh, on a bad day, 5'9". So yeah. not that, not, I'm not very tall. Oh, interesting. Um... At this rate, we'll be done soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Question number two. Would Brent have still married your mother if she was a Boston Bruins fan? Oh, yeah. I don't even think she was a hockey fan, which I is worse than being a Boston Bruins fan. Yeah. <laughs> and, and look, when you're 20, 21 years old and you're scouting the planet, looking for a bride, <laughs> um, they're really on the list of deal breakers. Yeah. The hockey team she cheers for is way down that list. <laughs> I agree. I 100% agree. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, what is your favorite Jelly Belly flavor? Well, um, I don't know. I don't know enough to intelligently answer based on the fact that I like jelly beans. You are a fan of beans of the jelly variety. Yeah. Uh, but jelly bellies and jelly beans, to the extent that they may be different, I don't know if I can give you a cogent answer. Mm. I think jelly bellies are pretty big in the States mm-hmm. and not so much in Canada. Right. So. <clears throat> well, like, f- just give me a general flavor of... Well, when it comes to jelly beans, and if jelly belly makes these flavors, then I'm instantly a fan. I like anything citrus, particularly mm-hmm. lime. Uh, see, I like grape. Mm-hmm. Grape anything. And jelly beans in Canada, there's different companies that make them. Dare makes them, Ganong makes them. There are different kinds. And I forget which one I need to stay away from. But I don't like black jelly beans because I don't like licorice mixed in with my other flavors. I don't mind licorice when it's time for licorice. (laughs) You just don't want to be surprised by licorice. Yeah, it's like party mix. Party mix should not have pretzels. I agree. 
Party I, Mitch, everything else is fine. Yes. But pretzels ruin Party Mitch. I completely agree. And there's nothing wrong with pretzels. No. Pretzels should be eaten on their own time. Exactly. There's pretzel time. There's pretzel time and don't mix pretzels with other foraging food. I completely agree. There's there's bits and bites and mm-hmm. there's Party Mix. That's in, right. In Canada. Mm-hmm. I th- I don't know which one is which, but one uses actual like pretzels that are like this big, mm-hmm. shaped like pretzels. And the other one uses pretzel sticks. I don't mind the pretzel sticks. Mm-hmm. Still shouldn't be in there. But I much prefer the pretzel sticks than the pretzels. Totally agree. Do you ever eat hard pretzels with mustard? Never. You should try it. Really? It might blow your mind. These are like the little pretzels you get in a bag? Yes. With like yellow mustard on them? Yes. So good. Like you, it, it might actually like change your life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to picture that. Uh, so the, the, the jelly beans that I get, back to jelly beans. Yeah. Uh, I, I go for orange, lime, and lemon mm. flavor. All the citrus, not grapefruit so much. I don't think there are any. And then cherry. The red ones need to be cherry. But if you get the wrong kind of jelly bean, the red ones are cinnamon. Mm, The green ones are spearmint instead Uh, of lime. Right. And then they've got black ones, which are licorice. And it just totally ruins the jelly bean situation. I like grape and strawberry. I like grape too. I don't know if I've ever had grape jelly beans. What about a popsicle? Popsicle. My favorite popsicle. Wait. Is it banana? No. Okay. No. It's the three flavored one. Oh, is the rocket one? Um, it's a regular popsicle brand. I don't know if they have those in the States, but up here in Canada. It's blue, white, and red. Uh, yeah. And the white yeah. is is a citrus type flavor. It's a it's it's lime or it's lemon or something, the the white. And the blue is blueberry probably. Yeah. And the it's red good. is it's I, really I good. really like it. I think it's called Rocket Something. Maybe it is, yeah. So that, that's my favorite popsicle. Mm. When I was a little kid, like I don't, I guess I didn't care what popsicle I got. Like orange was usually the most common variety in the cooler mm-hmm. uh, at the store, at the corner store. So I, I loved orange popsicles as a kid. I would eat them until my entire inside of my <laughs> mouth was orange. You'd be pooping orange. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. Uh, all right. Next question. Hmm. If you got offered a job in Newfoundland, would you take it? Why or why not? That's for both of us? Yeah. I would uh, I would not object to having a job in Newfoundland. I would take it. But but I'd have to do so under the right circumstances of lifestyle. It would depend where in Newfoundland, for instance. Okay, let me let me I'll include something with this question. Mm-hmm. You have your same job now. Mm-hmm. Pays the same in St. John's. Right. You didn't live here prior to getting the job. Mm-hmm. Maybe you lived in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So you had to choose between Charlottetown and Newfoundland. Same mm-hmm. same pay. What do you choose? I would still choose Charlottetown, mainly because I'm closer to the things that I like to do. Mm. Um, the, the only drawback for me, every, there's so many pluses, better than anywhere else pluses of living in Newfoundland. The people, yeah, the culture, uh, even the weather. The weather can be uh, surprisingly horrid, but it can also be way better there at times when it's not so so great here mm-hmm. or on the mainland. So uh, I could handle all of that. But I like, I need to do my two or three trips a year down to the States by car with my buddies and all that. And if I were living in St. John's, yeah, or even if I were living on the other side of the island in Stephenville or Cornerbrook or someplace closer to the ferry to get to Sydney... It would completely complicate that whole process. I agree. And that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't want to live in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. If I had the, like if I had the job that paid the same, I'd always choose the other location over Newfoundland. If it paid more, I'd start to consider it. Mm-hmm. Depends on how much more. But I, I've spent a lot of time in Newfoundland with work over the last 10 or 11 years. And I just absolutely love it. I love the people. I love the food. I love the, the whole cultural scenery. Mm. I like the, the terrain. Uh, Grossmorn Park in the west and yeah. St. John's and that whole area in the Avalon in the east. We've gone down the Avalon, down through Renews and Trapassi, all the way down to St. Shots. It's the most gorgeous country. And Newfoundland is, is just, just fabulous. And, and the, the, the unique things that Newfoundland has that no one else has or can have. It's amazing. Do you get fish and chips when you're there? Um, I don't, but only because the fish in the fish and chips in Newfoundland is almost always cod. 
uh, I'm not a COD you're fan. You're a Haddock fan. I'm a Haddock fan. All right. So if I can get Haddock, I'll get it. But if it's if it's no-name fish, I'm going to anticipate that it's COD, so I'll get a burger. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, this question is for you. Okay. Brent, do you have any stories about being a pilot? Oh, all kinds. That's why I became a pilot, so I'd have stories. <laughs> You've already told your main one where you had to land on a highway. Mm-hmm. That's in a previous podcast if you'd like to go listen yeah. to that. So don't tell that one again, but... Certainly not. Um, I, some of my most memorable times in the air are just very innocuous times. We took our original plane over to sell it uh, in Moncton. We were mm-hmm. meeting the buyer in Moncton. The buyer was from Ontario, and we had already bought our replacement plane by then. So we flew over to Moncton. Uh, I flew the replacement plane, uh, the newer plane, over to Moncton, while one of our other partners flew the plane we were selling to Moncton, and then all of us came back in the replacement plane Mm. once we delivered the aircraft. And it was a very quick flight. We just landed in Moncton really fast. My landing was awful. (laughs) Uh, It was runway 24. It was terrible. And, uh, but we survived it and all that. It wasn't that bad, but it was just, it seems that my worst landings are with the most people in the plane that are there to witness my worst landing. <laughs> That's unfortunate. If I'm flying by myself, my landings are great. <laughs> and if I have someone who's, who would want to impress, especially other pilots, my landings are a lot He's less gonna great. He's going to blame it on the extra weight. Uh, I could. That's probably <laughs> what I should do. But, uh, actually, what happened was, even though the plane was heavier because it was so full of people, we caught a wind gust, or I caught a wind gust, just as I was about to touch down, and then blew the plane up in the air 15 or 20 feet. Hmm. And then I had to settle, like what you have to do then is add power actually, because you don't want the plane to fall 15 or 20 feet and go slam back onto the runway. So you want to add power Mm. to increase lift so that the plane doesn't do that. And I added probably just a little bit more power than I wanted to add. I had lots of runway to play with, so I wasn't worried about that. But as the plane settled down, I was flying basically with a little bit more power in and the wheels were maybe a foot off the pavement. Mm And I flew a long, long way and I was waiting for it to settle and it never did. And I kept pulling the stuck back and the plane kept tilting more and more back this way. And it was a perfectly safe and, and well done landing in a way. Yeah. But finally when I chopped the, I didn't want to chop the power and have a, a hard hit and I yeah. ended up not, but it was an ugly landing. It was ugly. <laughs> and you guys used to, have, used to have that spring in the plane or the shock mm-hmm. in the plane that would like, sink down on the right side, I think it was. As, yeah, actually in the left, if you landed, the, left, yeah. the, the minute I would turn, the plane would, would sink <laughs> yeah. down on the left. Of course, I'd sit in the left and I'm a pretty heavy guy. So anyone in the plane would blame it on the fact I'm a heavier <laughs> guy and then it wouldn't pop back up. You'd have to get out of the plane afterwards and yeah. push underneath the wing and get it to slide back up again. Mm, little so, quirk. Yeah. But I, I have all kinds of little stories like that that are not very interesting, but, mm. and none of them are really about me being a great pilot. They're usually the other way. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the next question is kind of one we actually just answered. We filmed before this uh, a Q&A for our Patreon members. Mm-hmm. We had a, I, I sent a, me- uh, not a message, but a, a post on Patreon and uh, allowed our Patreon contributors to ask us questions. So this is, is very similar. If you're not aware of what Patreon is, it's the funding, op- funding site where you can contribute um, to us financially and help support us and uh, you get some perks and some extra videos and stuff in return and you get to communicate with uh, other Patreon members and uh, one of the things that we did recently was the Q&A and so I'm not sure if your answer will be the same but uh, probably similar we could redo it I guess mm-hmm. uh, where is this question <laughs> what is your favorite language and why okay <clears throat> I guess the question and the other one was, if you could learn a new language, what would it be? Right. So th- this is, what's your favorite language? My favorite language. Well, I guess it's the one I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason, I, I think that all people who speak English are very, very lucky that they happen to have been raised in an environment where English has become mm-hmm. an international language. Absolutely. You can go to almost any country in the world and someone who knows English will be there to speak to you. And we take that for granted, and we shouldn't. So when, whenever I encounter someone who's able to speak English, and I know it's not their first language, whether they're a French-speaking person in Canada mm. or a Spanish-speaking person on an island in the Caribbean or whatever, I'm very grateful. I don't always say it, but I'm very grateful that, that they're doing the hard work yeah, of exactly. communicating, and I don't have to. Yeah. But the international language of, of aviation is English, of really a lot of communications is English. The cultural influence of the United States on everywhere in the world oh, yes. is is massive. And 
we get to ride along in the wake of that. And by the time that cultural influence has swept over the world and people of all, not all, but many, so many people have learned English, we get to speak English to them and we don't have to do any work. Yeah. And uh, again, that's a gift. That's a gift to us. I try never to forget that. But uh, that, for that reason, I would say that my language is my favorite. I thought you were going to go off the table a little <clears throat> bit and say uh, maybe Morse code. Well, uh, I was thinking that. But of course, Morse, Morse code is not so much a language as it is uh, a code. A code. <laughs> it's yeah. a code. It's it's a it's a character it's, set. It's unique, though. You're it is. you're in a very small handful of people who can. I am. I do know speak Morse code or yeah. understand Morse code. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, uh, too bad it's fallen out of favor just because there's so many other more fast ways of communicating digitally than with Morse code. Mm. But Morse code will always be there as the last resort if everything else fails. Exactly. And I really count myself lucky that I do know Morse code and mm. I still continue to use it from time to time. Mm, exactly. Yeah. We've seen that demonstrated in, uh, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure a lot of you have, but Stranger Things, the show Stranger Things. Uh, there's some communication that has to happen yeah. in that with some Morse code, but it's a little <clears throat> questionable. <but> yeah. <laughs> that anyone who's into ham radio to any degree, yeah. w- whenever we watch a show, that has a radio thing in it, like Stranger Things. We're always wincing because it's never what it should well, be. Well, can you imagine being a medical professional <clears throat> and watching a, I mean, there's so many sh- mm-hmm. movies and shows that have hospitals and stuff. And it's just, I can imagine being very frustrated watching yeah. those if I was a medical professional. And, and the worst of all of this is it wouldn't cost anything in, in excess yeah. to make it right. I know. Why don't you just do it right? Exactly. And if you've hired yourself a technical expert, if you have a doctor on the set to get the terminology right for mm. the actors, use him. Mm. Use her. Absolutely. Uh, bring a ham radio operator onto the the set who can say, don't press the microphone button when the other guy is talking because you can't interrupt him. Yeah. Like, just have, that, that's a basic thing. <laughs> you can't interrupt people when they're talking on the radio. Mm. It's only one way at a time. Sorry. That works. And you could change the story in the, in the, uh, and hardly any and make it right and still have all the other things you want. The only show I've seen that handles ham radio correctly is Last Man Standing. Okay. Which is a, a sitcom that ran on ABC for several years with Tim Allen. And he had a wife and three daughters. He was the only guy in the house. And he's a ham. And Tim Allen... The real Tim Allen has since got his license. Oh. All the people who work on that, sh- not all, but all the, the heavy-duty production people who work on that show happen to be ham radio people. Nice. And they put ham radio into the storyline. And he has a ham station in his office, and he has one in his house, and sometimes he lets his kids talk on the radio, and it's all right. He's got all the right paperwork and, and, and QSL cards and stuff on the wall. That's cool. It's awesome. And... The season was canceled by ABC last year, but now because it was actually produced by Fox, Fox had a chance to bring it back on the Fox network and it's coming back. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where were we? Mm. Uh, if you could spend a day with a famous person, who would it be? Oh, man. I think man. we had a similar question to this in the past. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, any famous person at all? Sure. Wow. I'd, I, I'd have to think. I would choose Keanu Reeves. Because uh, it, a lot of people don't like Keanu Reeves. I think he's a bad actor. I actually really like Keanu Reeves. I think he's a good actor. And everything that I've heard about him, about how genuine and nice he is to fans and people, and just a regular dude, I think it would be cool to hang out with him. Ask, hmm. ask him some questions. And stuff. I, uh, I, I would go off book. I would pick someone like Lindsey Graham. Who the hell is that? Lindsey Graham is a United States senator from South Carolina. <laughs> okay. And... He's a Republican, but he's not totally in the in the Republican camp all the time. He'll say what he wants to say, okay. and he thinks for himself, and he's hilarious. He's the funniest guy. He could be a stand-up comedian, and he would be a millionaire. Wow. He's really funny, and he's very thoughtful, and I've always liked him. And hanging out with Lindsey Graham for a day, I think, would be a hoot. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. <laughs> Here's a question I think you'll like. <clears throat> if you could visit one monument, what would it be? Wow. Mm. Is Mount Rushmore considered a monument? Yeah, it is, yeah. That would be mine. The biggest grandiose <laughs> monument of them all. That would be mine. 
Like, I, I'm trying to think of one that I haven't been to already that I love. Like, I've been to the Jefferson Memorial. I think that's a magnificent monument. Uh, the Washington Monument, the last time we were in D.C., it was under construction. There was scaffolding around it, so mm-hmm. we didn't see it all. Yep. So that would be cool. I've not been to the Statue of Liberty. Uh, that's true. So that would be cool, too. So it depends what you count a monument, I guess. But uh, Isn't there a Canadian monument in Flanders? Uh, Vimy, actually. Vimy, yeah. Vimy Ridge in France. It's like two big structures of... Yeah. That'd that, be cool. And now that you've reminded me of that... Mm-hmm. Um, that would be a fantastic visit for all kinds of reasons. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, they celebrated the 100th anniversary of the Battle of Vimy Ridge last year, and there was a huge uh, commemoration at the monument in France. Yep. There's a, a, a depiction, there's actually a mock-up of the entire monument in my office building. Oh, really? In, in the main atrium where I work, just outside my office door, and it's beautiful. And apparently in person, it's unbelievable. Hmm. Um, this was, this is an interesting anecdote, and I don't know. Hopefully, it's not too uh, political or, or off the off the wall. The uh, monument was dedicated around 1930, 1929, 1930, when it was built. Okay. The Canadian Prime Minister was over there. The King uh, of England, King George VI at the time, or George V, maybe it was. Uh, no, it was well, anyway. Doesn't matter. So the King was over there. And uh, this was in the 1930s, prior to World War II. Of course, when World War II happened in 1940, the Germans swept all the way through Western Europe, including France. So here we have a monument erected by Canadians to their Canadian war dead, and now the entire monument is occupied by Germans. And the monument in some way, some people's monuments would celebrate the victory over the the other side in World War I, so what did the Germans do? But the Canadian monument was so well done, it wasn't celebrating war. It was really about the grief of the death that, mm-hmm. that happened at Vimy. And it was the grief on all sides, really. The Germans, when they took possession of the monument, because they were now in control of all of that territory, they guarded it. Really? Yeah, they guarded it. Interesting. And kept it uh, from being involved in uh, any operations or demolition or anything. And it was some of their most elite troops, actually, that guarded it. Mm. Uh, and I think that's, you know, there's a lot of horrible things happen in war, but sometimes there's a bit of honor that still finds its way. Mm. So uh, that was cool. Mm. Yeah. Very cool, actually, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, if you could relive any moment in your life, what would it be and why? Well, if your mother's watching, it's the day I got <laughs> married. If she's not watching, um, <laughs> um, I think if I could relive... Any day, not a personal day, but a, a, a day that it I was... doesn't have to be a day, just a, it would a be, time or a moment. It would be that being uh, a, an attendee at the Stanley Cup Parade in 1993. Mm. If I knew then what I know now, that it would be so long, yeah, and maybe forever, <laughs> before Montreal ever wins a Stanley Cup, I think I would have savored it more at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well said. Yeah. I think mine would probably would be the first cruise I went on in 2009. Oh, yeah. It seems kind of like a weird answer, but uh, I love cruises. I love being on the ocean, and I would love to relive that first experience of a cruise again cool. that, week, that week. Next question. Do you like vintage cars? And if yes, what would you own if money were no object? I'm not a car nut. I love the look of a beautiful car, like a 57 Chev or a Corvette, an old Corvette. Mm-hmm. If I could have any heritage car of my choosing, it would be a 1967 Ford Fairlane two-door. Because that was the first car that you... That's the first car I had. (laughs) It was white on the outside, red interior, Mm -hmm. and I would love to have my hands on one of those. I think I would choose uh, a late 60s Corvette because all the Apollo astronauts drove (laughs) Corvettes. Right on. Um. What was your first job and how much money did you make? My first, well, I guess my first job was in the family business. My dad and mom owned a store. So as a teenager, uh, after school hours and on Saturdays, I worked in the store. So I don't know if that would count as my first job. Yep, it does. Okay. Well, that was it. (laughs) How much did you get paid? Um, It was probably five bucks an hour or something or less, maybe. Mm. It, It would have been minimum wage at the time. Yeah. My first job was probably on the farm next door Mm -hmm. and specifically in the summer, stocking the barn full of hay. 
there's lots of jobs to go around and year by year it changed what I did specifically. But I always remember, I think I made like for the whole summer, which would have been two, two months, two and a half months of exhausting work from like 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. I think I made like 300 or $350 <laughs> total for the whole summer and being stoked for it. Yeah. Like that's a, so, so much money back then when yeah. I was 13 or 14 or whatever. So you got your first job really working for somebody else yeah. long before I did because I consider my first job not to be working in a family business because okay. if they weren't paying me, I'd still have to be there. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But my first job not working for family was a summer student after grade 12. I was going to university, so I had a, they had a student summer job program. Mm. And I got hired on as a flagger on the highway. Gross. So I was I worked with a paving crew all summer long that did mostly chip seal work. So mm-hmm. it wasn't actual asphalt pavement, but it was chip seal where they lay gravel and then put, well, put oil and then gravel on top of the oil and compact it. And uh, I did that for a summer and it was dirty, hot, unbelievably long hours, yeah. and bugs and everything else. But I remember feeling the same way. Like mm. there was real money going into my bank account and it was, it was quite awesome. Mm. Yeah. My job after that, I think probably would have been in a hockey referee. No, that's right. That's probably my first technical official government recognized job. <laughs> but, uh, um, here's an interesting question. What are your thoughts on Howard Stern? Wow. Um, when I was younger, I remember Howard Stern from actually being on the radio. He was on WNBC in the evenings. Mm -hmm. This would be in the early 80s. And I couldn't wait to listen to him because back in the early 80s, there was no internet. There was no way to get things that were irreverent like that. Mm -hmm. And he was the most on the edge presence on on the media that I could access. And I listened to him and I thought his bits were hilarious. I'd... I'd sit there at night and just not watch TV. And instead I'd listen to WNBC in New York for, mm. for Howard because he was going to do something crazy. And none of the, the bits he did back then, it's funny because even though he's got his own presence on, on the internet somewhere, mm-hmm. um, he's the things he did back then he could never get away with now uh. because the, the whole, our sensitivity about humor and, right. and, and diversity and equality all those things have changed too. And like he would make fun, for instance, of, uh, of gay people in the early 1980s. Really? Oh, he had a show called Lesbian Dial-A-Date. What? And he would have these people on and try to connect them with each other, but he was totally making fun of them the whole time, uh. right? And it was, uh, at the time, of course, everybody was different. All of society was mm. different. I thought it was hilarious. Today, I wouldn't find that hilarious. Mm. And I don't find Ho- Howard Stern interesting at all nowadays because yeah. I'm older and I have more to do with my life than listen to a fool. <laughs> but I've, he is a fool. I have no opinion of Howard Stern yeah, whatsoever. He's a fool. I, when I got my uh, satellite radio, it, it actually was part of the Howard Stern package for promoting them when, when the company first signed him, Sirius, I guess it was, okay. first signed Howard, he, Howard Stern. They had these radios that you could buy for 500 bucks or whatever it was. And they had a lifetime subscription to Howard Stern on this radio. But the one I bought was a surplus radio that had been crippled so that the Howard Stern channel wouldn't come in. But otherwise they were free and they never shut off. They weren't illegal, they were legal. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is great because I get the radio, but I don't have to (laughs) even have the Howard Stern channel. I didn't want it. I have Mm -hmm. no interest in it. So that's how I feel about them now. But back in 1980, when you could get nothing else anywhere, uh, he was the guy. Mm. Yeah. Next question. What is the best thing you've ever garbage picked? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think if I have ever garbage picked. I've never garbage picked. I don't think I've ever garbage picked, so. I mean, we're going to like a flea market where people are selling their garbage. Yeah. Um, I've, secondary to garbage picking, I guess, would be finding random things on the ground and, and and deciding that you're going to take it. Uh, but I, I have no answer for the question. Me I've, either. I've, I've never dug in the garbage. Me either. <laughs> Thank, thankfully, maybe, maybe that my days of digging in the garbage are, are soon to come. <laughs> I don't know, but thankfully it hasn't happened yet. Uh, which era of hockey would you play in? Play in? 
Oh my goodness. Probably the original six era. Hmm. Um, I would think back then, I think players had more respect for each other. Uh, there were no helmets. Goalies didn't even wear face masks because the shots were lower at lower speed. People had wooden sticks. Mm -hmm. It was more traditional and you didn't see the, some of the brutality and the high speed slam bang that you see now. So I right. guess if I'd want to protect myself. I would choose this era for social media and reasons. Like I, I think it's cool that players have Twitter and you can interact with players on Twitter and <laughs> that, that is cool. Yeah. Follow their fans for their, uh, Instagrams and see what their, you know, see pictures of their family, their dog in the lake and just having a good time, see that they're real people. Mm -hmm. I like that aspect of players being able to interact with their fans digitally. Yeah. Well, as, as we saw from some mail time, someone sent us a magazine from like the late 60s yeah. with pictures of the players and their lovely wives, you yeah, know, exactly. isn't, isn't this so lucky because his wife is so pretty and, <laughs> and we saw all that, that was our social media of the day, wasn't yeah, it? I guess yeah. you're right. <laughs> Um, what sound or noise do you love and hate? Wow. <laughs> um, there's many answers to this. There is, yeah. Many answers to this. <laughs> the sound I love the most would be the crashing of waves up against the shore. Mm, totally. I love that. Yep. I agree. Not too far behind is the sound of any jet engine aircraft. Mm -hmm. Another good <laughs> one. Yeah. And not too far behind that is any propeller driven aircraft. <laughs> Um, and then NASCAR. And then NASCAR. The noises I hate, uh, I think two-stroke engines. Really? Should be absolutely ding, ding, banned. Ding, ding, ding. Chainsaws, leaf blowers, uh, all that stuff. Whippersnippers. Whippersnippers. It's, they're just the most annoying things, mainly because they don't run at a constant RPM. People yeah. are always revving them because that's how you operate them. I've run a chainsaw. I've run a whippersnipper. And, mm -hmm. and you know, they're, they're a necessity and you wear your ear protection. But it all, it seems, especially where we live in a place that's still undergoing construction in our neighborhood, we have a street being built beside us, for instance, Yeah. there's a constant run of machinery all the time. And even on a Saturday or a Sunday, everybody around here is mowing their lawn. Sometimes yeah. we have to mow the lawn ourselves when the neighbor doesn't kindly do it for <laughs> us. Um, but it, it's almost as if all of society has conspired together to make sure that I don't get 10 minutes of silence ever. Yeah, I agree. There's a, there's a motor running somewhere all the time and mm -hmm. it bothers me. I, I'm as I, and I don't know about you when you get to be my age, uh, which is a long time away, thank God. But I, as I get older, I get less tolerant of all kinds of noise. I'm already there. Yeah. Okay. Crows. Oh, crows are terrible. I freaking hate crows. Yeah. They're just out there making a bunch of noise and they're not even, they're not even doing anything. They're just sitting there just. We Making don't, noise. Yeah, but we don't know that. But they, they just, they're just, they're not doing anything. If they were doing something, like if they were looking for something, making noise, okay. But if they're just sitting there looking around, making noise, what are you doing with, with your life? They're talking. Get a life. They're talking. Go do something. Go grab some sticks or something. We can't interpret what they're saying, but they're saying important stuff. Well, what? Crows are brilliant. If they're, if they're, if they're talking to each other and they're sitting next to each other, let's tone it down a little bit. There's no need to yell at each other. <laughs> I can hear you from... 17 blocks away. Well, if they're yelling at each other, it's probably because they're married. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, noises I like. Fan. I love I love the sound of a fan. I have to sleep with a fan on. So I know. It's just a white noise. And for me, that would maybe do it if I didn't have what I do have, which is podcasts. Yeah, because you listen to... I listen to podcasts all night talk. long. People yeah. talking. but And people talking like we're talking. Just calm, rational. Yeah. Not foolishness. Not the yelling at each other. Mm. I can't handle that. Uh, but just people talking. I, I, I want boring stuff like we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> actually, some people have, have told me that uh, they actually fall asleep to this podcast sometimes. Awesome. Which is fine, yeah. I know I do. Like Even though I participate in the podcast every two weeks or every week, mm -hmm. I load it along with all the other podcasts I listen to, and I usually make this like the second or third one in the playlist. Uh. So after I've fallen asleep with something I'm actually interested in, then if I wake up an hour or two later to roll over, it'll just be this boring stuff. That, mm -hmm. that so you put yourself to sleep. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, here's a question I think you're going to enjoy. What other profession do you think you'd like to attempt? I've probably answered this before, but uh, the other thing I think I'd really like, many, many things I'd like to try, but the one I think I'd be instantly half 
decent at would be to be a TV weatherman. Oh. Except for the fact that I look the way I do. Like I, I have <laughs> I have a face for radio, they say. So, you know, I'm, I I wouldn't be this buff guy with the right. six pack, you know, and all that. I'm I'm a heavy guy and I got moobs and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But but I honestly as far as the content goes, the ability to explain the weather to people mm-hmm. and to uh, stand in front of a weather map and tell them what we think is going to happen and what already happened. I, I just, I, I'd love to do that. Maybe you could be like a, a military or forces meteorologist mm-hmm. where you just tell your superior what the weather's going to be in certain places and yeah. you don't have to look fancy. Yeah. And then, then you get the next day, it'd be like, Taylor, it didn't rain yesterday. I want 20 pushups. Yeah. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say, uh, pilot commercial pilot or lawyer I uh, that the lawyer thing would very much interest me not so much to do a lawyer lawyering in court but to teach the law mm. I did teach the law for a while although I'm not, I don't have a law degree of my own and I'd love to have a law degree and then teach law with a little more authority I think I can already teach it quite well just because mm-hmm. I'm interested in it but to have that paperwork uh, on my wall would be great the, the commercial pilot thing um I really have great respect for what they do, but the commercial pilots I know uh, would tell you that because it's a job. That's true. It's not what you think it is. Mm. And so much of their time is spent on record keeping, filling out forms, filing their reports and their logs, uh, showing up on time, filling out their schedules. It's just paperwork mm. all the time. And the actual flying part, they hardly do any of that because if they load the, the pathway into the autopilot. I guess, yeah. And they, they sit back and, <clears throat> and they're responsible for 300 people in the back and and uh, they can't do what they want. And they're very jealous of private pilots who can just get in their plane and as they're taking off, they still don't know where they're going to go. It's true. A commercial pilot just thinks that's the greatest thing ever <laughs> because when a commercial pilot takes off, there's only one place he knows he's going and he has to get there on time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good, yeah. good answer. Speaking uh, of other things though, have <clears throat> you, uh, written any more of your book lately? Uh, not in the last couple of months. It's just been so busy at work. My brain is pretty well sucked yeah. dry by the time I get home. I also need a better laptop. Uh, right. in order to be more portable and to write when I'm able to write. Hmm. Right now, the uh, the technology arrangement I have just isn't conducive to writing when it's convenient for me to do that. You need a new laptop. I definitely need a new laptop badly. Hmm. I'm not, not, not that I'm asking for one. Oh, no, I mean like that. <laughs> but I do have to get one, and it has to be just the right one for me. Yeah. I don't play games. I don't need a lot of power graphics-wise. I just need a, a laptop that's not too big, quite light, quite thin, easy on batteries, Mm. but it has to run Windows programs because the software I use for writing and some of the other things. So like the Chromebook I've got, and you and your mother got for me a couple of years ago is a wonderful piece of kit and I use it every day, but I can't use it for writing. Exactly. And that's my problem. Hmm. All right. Um, If heaven exists, what do you want God to say to you as you arrive? Um. Surprise, surprise, this is your lucky day. <laughs> I just think you should be like, sup? <laughs> What's up? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 it'd be something like, I bet you didn't see this coming. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, I already know your answer for this question, but have you ever been to Scotland? No. Would you like to go? I can't wait. How much time would you like to spend in Scotland? Six months minimum. Six months minimum. Oh, I would. You'd just be looking at the graveyards. I would. I'd be crawling graveyards. I'd like to move to Scotland. And I'd like to, and this is a, people think this is probably a little bit morose, but if I go to Scotland, I want to live on the most windswept, dank, (laughs) windy, wet, rainy, cozy place. And I want like a earthen walls and a thatched roof and a big coffee machine and my laptop. All right. Maybe that's where you can write your books. That's where I want to write my books. I want to go on some island. I want to go to the Isle of Mull. All right. Or someplace like that. I would love to go to Scotland and and stay there long enough to to become part of the scenery. What about driving on the other side of the road? Uh, People have to drive me around. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What is the worst injury that you've ever sustained? I'm a very, very lucky guy. 
Um, I'm really trying to think of one. I've had some cuts and scrapes when I was a kid. Uh, Hurt your ankle. Pretty bad ones. I did. And that probably is close to um, uh, the worst pain injury I've I've had. I, I rolled over on my ankle, on my right foot. And I was almost immobile for about three weeks. Mm. And uh, I thought I'd broken it. And it was so swollen. But it was just a really, really bad sprain. Uh, As far as non-visible injuries, I was uh, moving a computer monitor at work uh, about 15 years ago. And back in the old days of cathode ray tube monitors. Where all the physics comes into play. I'm standing... Uh, in front of a, a long table full of workstations, computers for our students. There's a keyboard, then it was the computer, and the monitor was on top of the computer. And I needed to get in the computer to change, stick a RAM or something. So I leaned forward. All these things you're not supposed to do. I didn't lift with my legs or anything. I just leaned forward mm-hmm. and picked the monitor up and moved sideways and put it down. And I felt something happen in my lower back. And it was just a twinge at the time. I didn't think much of it. I went and I opened up the computer. I did what I had to do. I closed it up, put the monitor back. And it was about two or three days later. And I I ended up developing, a, well, I had actually prolapsed or slipped a disc in my Dang. back. And I ended up, uh, I don't know if you ever noticed, but my left leg is thinner than my right leg. I don't have a calf muscle on my left leg like my right leg at all. They're quite different because the nerve, the sciatic nerve that goes down my left leg was damaged and it never fully recovered. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But due to uh, lots of walking and exercise, they could have, uh, the doctor gave me two choices. We can operate or you can just start walking enough that you'll develop core strength in your lower body, your lower back, and the muscles that you develop from walking up upright will eventually develop to the point where they'll surround that disc and kind of put it back into place hmm. and keep it there. That's interesting. And that's what's happened. But in the meantime, the damage was done. Wow. Yep. Well, I, I was going to say kidney stones. That's not really an injury. It's not really an injury, but... Painful. feels like someone shot you. Yeah. They're terrible. Absolutely terrible. I've had them, uh, not not lately, but mm. I used to have them before they, they made them go away. All right. What uh, about you? Uh, oh, yeah, me. Took a hockey puck in the forehead, got a bunch of stitches. Mm-hmm. Took a baseball bat in the forehead, got a bunch of stitches. Mm-hmm. Took a hockey stick in the bottom lip, pierced it. Uh, pretty sure I broke a rib once. That was probably the most uncomfortable because mm-hmm. you couldn't sleep for like two months. And you can't put a cast on it. Can't. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Just, just have to live with it. Yeah. Medicate. Uh, hmm. I think I. I hit my toe on something. Uh, I was getting up from the couch and I hit it on a table or something. That was probably the most annoying injury I've ever had. My whole big toe, I, don't, I didn't break it, but something happened. I have pictures of it. Like it's the bruising is crazy. Mm. And it moved, bruising moved from my big toe where I hit it all the way to the rest of my toes and the top of my foot. Wow. It was pretty crazy. Uh, that that hurt a lot. Mm, I have a second degree burn on my arm from a, an oven. That yeah. hurt. Work accident. That that hurt a lot. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky actually. Yeah, me too. I've never broken a bone mm. to my knowledge. I think I might have well, broke a tailbone, but oh yeah. You notice the difference between I do this and this. Yeah. I broke this when I was in grade three. He's re- for those of you not watching, he's referring to you can, the, you be able to see the pinky of his right hand. Uh, his right pinky do you know finger. how I did it? No. Stopped a soccer ball. Oh, yes. I remember Boom. that. Right there. Yeah. 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 No wonder you don't like soccer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Last question, I think. Yes. Last question. Do you ever go back and watch your own videos in which you could have changed, wish you could change or rephrase something? I'm sure I have. I, I I don't go back and watch my own videos. I don't like watching myself. Like some, I think some actors don't watch their own movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't watch my own <clears throat> videos. Uh, there, I wouldn't say there's anything that I would rephrase or re-say as far as like, oh, I shouldn't have said that kind of thing. But we did an NFL video where I called 
a team by the incorrect name. And unfortunately, that video got a lot of views. Um, so I would go back and, and fix that mistake because that was like definitely a mistake. A couple hundred thousand views by now. Yeah, like 280,000 or something <clears throat> like that. So uh, that, I mean, that was just a stupid mistake on my part. I just, hmm. I called them the Texas Longhorns instead of the Houston Texans. And it just slipped up the tongue. Didn't even know I said it at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just a mistake. Wish I could take it back, but I can't. So people make mistakes, whatever. They do, yeah. I I was lucky that when I was in broadcasting on the radio, hmm. I don't think I ever said anything then that I had to walk back on. Uh, that's good. That's very good. As far as here goes, I do watch. I, I watch, yeah, not, not, watch. Not, not everything, but... Pretty much. Well, I watch quite a bit. I, I And I guess mostly it's a curiosity to see if it looks on the screen like it felt on the other side of the screen. Okay. Like just to see if my experience in being part of the production mm. matches my experience in being a viewer. And it's mainly a training thing for next time. If I notice I'm saying a word too often, I'll try not to say it as much. And that's something that you kind of went through near the beginning when you started making videos. You used to say, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you used to say that a lot. And I don't know. You don't say that anymore. Really? Because I'm trying not to, Yeah. but I, I know sometimes I, sl- I let things slip in that I don't want to let slip in. And I have an editing filter that I try to operate in my brain all the time, but it very frequently lets me down. <laughs> but as I, as time goes on, I think I'm more focused on not being annoying. Yeah. And it's the little things like the, um, and the, ah, uh, yes. uh, um, and everyone does it, mm-hmm. but after you've done that for a while, you understand, you, you understand that there doesn't have to be a sound at all times. There can be a pause of nothing that, and, that and was, it'd be fine. That was hard for me to get used to because in, when I was in AM radio in the early eighties, dead air was the capital offense. Yeah. You could not have silence. You just couldn't. If you were on the CBC or NPR in the States where silence was part of a long storyline or something, maybe, mm-hmm. but not in commercial radio when every second had to be filled with some kind of sound. And now with this kind of show, it is not That's right. necessary. <laughs> and that's great. It's great because sometimes silence is important. And I think it's uh, unconscious too, because when you're having a conversation with someone off camera, just in general, and you're in the middle of saying something and you don't want them to to interrupt you or to, to say something, you say, uh, or um, to let them know that you're not done talking. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you just get used to after the while, especially talking to the same person, you can leave pauses in between stuff and they kind of know. You can. Yeah. The other thing I try to do is be conscious of every word that I say. And I often fail at this, but I try to be conscious of every word I say. A lot of people aren't and don't focus on that. They say things that they don't even know what it means. They say things that they don't know the origins of it. They say things because they think it makes them sound smart. (laughs) One of them that drives me nuts lately is starting a sentence with the word so. Oh. Now, if you listen to Quirks and Quarks and CBC, where they interview lots of scientists, or even a political uh, radio show, they'll have a university professor. And this seems to be where it's come from, uh, the university academic community. They'll ask someone a question. We have with us today biologist so-and-so, who's an expert in the uh, mating habits of the chimpanzee. Uh, we have a question from one of our listeners. Uh, w- when do chimpanzees mate? And then they'll throw it to the other person. So, um, chimpanzees, you know, they start the sentence with so. And some of these people, they don't know they're doing it. Oh, I don't think any of them know they're doing it because it sounds so stupid. (laughs) So is not a preposition. So is not something you start a sentence with. Mm -hmm. So is really a conjunction. I only got three quarts of milk and I was supposed to get four. So I have to go back to the store. Right. Like, so is to join things together, not to start anything. But someone heard someone say so and thought it sounded smart (laughs) and the disease spread to all of (laughs) the English speaking academic community. Right. So, because this is a conjunction. So I've determined to myself, I will never say it. Interesting. And I'm always on guard. 
I will always never say, or I, I shouldn't, that's a terrible way of doing it. <laughs> I will also never say on a go forward basis or going forward, I will never say those what things. What do you say instead? I say in the future, uh, which is what I've always said okay. until some ding dong <laughs> came along and said, well, in the future sounds not academic enough. So I'm going to say on a go forward basis. That just sounds so stuffy and stupid. Mm. I'm all about trying to simplify the language, not to make it less intelligent, to actually make it more intelligent by being what it's supposed to be. Interesting. You're at a different level than I am. You're, you're trying to fix, fix things. And I'm trying to, instead of saying me and Chris, say the proverb, Chris and I, <laughs> or something like well, that. Well, sometimes me and Chris is right. Like someone gave uh, a free meal to me and Chris. That's actually correct. Yeah. And all you have to do to decide is take Chris out of it. Did they give something to to me? <laughs> they did. They didn't give it to I, mm -hmm. but if, if you're the doer, then it's Chris and I, and it's, I used to teach <laughs> this stuff too. Right. And people, I, I tried to teach them tricks to do things like that. Yeah. But, but YouTube has ruined a lot of people. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my buddies are going to do this and that. Um, just take your buddies out. Would you say this? Me is going to do something. You'd never say that. Like, you know better. Mm. It's just that people need to think. It's, and that it's, it's a, it is about thinking because when I write, if I'm typing, my speech is very good mm -hmm. because I'm thinking about it. Uh, but if I'm talking, it's just, it's just right off the top of the head. I just don't care, I guess. But anyway, huh. that's a good way to conclude it. I think there's no more questions left. So oh, that's, that's, that's no fun. Uh, thank you guys for listening or watching. If you are watching on YouTube, um, if you could hit the like button, that would be awesome. If, and please leave a, a question down below in the comment section. And if you're new to having a yak and you want to hear previous questions that we've answered, I recommend going to check out the first six having a yaks that we've done. And if you don't want to listen or watch them, but you want to know what questions were asked, you can just go through the comment section and, and see um, what questions. We've had some really good people who are subscribers who have gone through the podcast yep. and tagged certain times when certain subjects start. Mm -hmm. And that's really great. It's, it's really hard to do. It is, it is hard. With all the other that. things you're doing. I can't do it. I don't have time. But, but someone will usually write in and say, okay, for those of you who need a little guide mm. at three minutes and 27 seconds, they start talking about the mating habits of chimps <laughs> and whatever. So yeah. That's right. It's cool. Um, so thanks guys. I really appreciate you guys watching and listening. That really means a lot to us. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. Um, if you found this and you're not aware of our main channel, our main channel is called Post to Post, where we talk hockey on a pretty much daily basis, especially when the season's going on. Um, but yeah, just appreciate you guys watching and uh, leave your questions down below. And uh, we'll see you in at the soonest two weeks from now, probably at the latest three weeks from now. It depends on, there's a lot of stuff going on in the summer for us. So mm. hopefully we can do another one of these very soon. Um, but I do have a bonus Havaniac podcast coming with uh, a guest that was here a couple of weeks ago that I'll release at some point. So right. keep an eye out for that. Cool. Anything else to add? No, I'm good. Two weeks from now, we'll be away uh, at our family reunion. Right, so thing. it might be three so weeks from now. It might be three for the Havaniac. Yeah, yeah, three for Havaniac. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, take care, guys. Have a good day, and we'll see you in the next one. Adios.